this is the number one fan of What's With the Neighbors podcast. I listen to it every week. I look forward to it every Sunday to come out. Keep listening to What's With the Neighbors podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not ready yet. (laughs) Just kidding. I was going to say, after 25 minutes of waiting for Bree to find a neighborhood story, we're able to finally record. (laughs) Here we are. Hashtag unprepared. Hashtag. I was a procrastinator in school and did everything last minute. Did you really? Are you excited to get your plant back? <gasps> I'm going to get Mark, guys. Guess what? Did we I got just... some news this week. No, did I ruin gonna... it? Okay, okay. No, you did not because I forgot. I wasn't. I didn't even remember that I was going to say anything. <laughs> we moving back to Florida. What? We're going to be on the East Coast. We're going to be... be. There are four Chick-fil-A's where we are going in our town. I like that that's what you looked up. <laughs> that's what Josh looked at. So we're not going to Fort Walton or Eglin. Um, we are going to Panama City, which is about two hours away from there. So if you know the Panama City area and know of any houses that are for sale that are like, you know, in a good price range and are three or four bedroom and have a yard, let us know because um, we're not seeing a whole lot right now. And uh, yeah, but, it can yeah, change too, though. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I th- I think it's going to change around the holidays. So, we'll see. Yeah, because um, people will put their house up for sale thinking that they'll have a couple weeks for the holidays and like to go through escrow and stuff like that. I don't know. I'm not trying to stress about it, but I am excited. We're going to warmer areas. We have not told the girls yet. I'm waiting on a package to come. I'm hoping it comes while we're doing this. So, I cannot wait to surprise them. I'm going to post it. On my Facebook, you guys, I'll, some of you follow me, so you guys can check it out, or on my Instagram. I'm so excited! <clears throat> yes, yes, me too. <sighs> All right, good times. So, I've I have a question for you. Okay, if life is a video game, what cheat code would you want to use the most? Like what combination of like, like. Mm, like cheat code, like a cheat code, like uh, Infinity Lives or... Okay, okay. Um. All right. So I know, well, Infinity Lives is a good one because I remember when we used to play Grand Theft Auto, yeah. we would do that. Um. However, this isn't for life, but I know when we, we used to play like like free freestyle Grand Theft Auto, my brother and I, and uh-huh. um, he would mess with me and like do a cheat code that got gave us like five stars immediately, which means like the military starts coming after you and everybody starts t- trying to kill you, and whoever stayed alive longest won. Anyway, I would not use that cheat code because that's, yeah, that's a terrible awful. one. Um, you know, I would fill up my bank account probably. Fill up your bank account, yeah. Yeah. But what about you? Mother load. That's the cheat code for $500,000. Nice. In Sims. Is that Sims? Yeah. (laughs) What, what, would you use that too? Oh, yeah, dude. 
I don't want to say a lie forever. No, no. <laughs> I'm all right with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stressful that If I can get some superpowers, that might be cool. Yeah. Like telekinesis or something. But, you know, yeah, I, I'll take some those aren't like those aren't like cheat codes, though. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like the money or like the, the money assets. Or... Yeah. 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 Okay. A, jet, a rocket pack, a jet pack jetpack that's a cool cheat code i remember that was one. Oh, was it i didn't see a jetpack on grand theft auto oh <laughs> that game is really cool. fun and it's really I, know bad. I love that game <laughs> <laughs> um who's going first this week uh i went I, first you went first last week yeah i was about to say i think i went first so i could tell my neighborhood for uh story first this week and you can go first okay. i'm so excited to tell you my story i'm excited for you as well um this is what i got like weeks ago this neighborhood story so i don't even remember it all right so the picture is a sidewalk with a bunch of acorns all over it smothered Uh acorns everywhere you look picture just pure acorns squirrels everywhere anyway picturing it it's in my brain visualize it cool okay so it says hey lately I've noticed that the sidewalks have been littered with acorns. As a competitive barefoot runner, this makes my training sessions very difficult. I'm not sure if many of you have stepped on acorns with no shoes before, but it is quite painful. So this is just a friendly reminder to please keep your sidewalks clear of any acorns or other debris that might injure those who are who are active members of the barefoot running community, including myself. I would hate to have to complain to the city about this. So just wanted to give everyone a heads up. Peace and love. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a bullshit post. It's a joke. Well, cause... no, barefoot running is a thing. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it. it... Real thing. I read a book of the guy that invented, like, not invented, but like really made it a thing. It's a real life thing. <laughs> How stupid. Well, it's um because it's it's actually the best form of shoes that you can wear. Yeah. So it makes sense. But like also if you see acorns, maybe you could just go out in the y- road. And go around them. Go around them. <laughs> Someone's just going to throw Legos everywhere. <laughs> They're going to get pissed at this post. They're going to be like, we'll take this acorn guy, barefoot listen, man. Listen. <laughs> these, these Legos. <laughs> Your choices do not become everybody else's problem. Yes, exactly. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Okay. So this week, uh, Brie uh, told us that she is moving to Panama City. And so I'm so glad you didn't say Panama again. So I'm so sorry for interrupting because every time I tell you something about Panama City, you say, "When you, yeah, you're going to Panama. And I know you're just shortening it, but for like in my brain, I'm like, you know, I'm going to Florida, right? Not Panama, like the country. Panama? <laughs> yeah, it's a place. Like a country. Yeah. Um, 
because I didn't know I was saying it wrong. You keep on saying Panama instead of Panama Panama. City. Oh, just you you just keep on shortening it. Um, but funny story about that, real quick. Um, apparently someone in gymnastics, one of the parents. I'm sorry if I'm if you're listening and I'm telling your story. Um, but I heard that one of the parents booked a flight, like a vacation for their family, and uh, they were going to go to Panama City Beach. They accidentally booked Panama. And no. when they got to the airport, they were like, we were wondering, why do we need our passports? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Did they go? That I, been no, so- I guess they were able to change it over that day. But like, <laughs> what a mistake to make. <laughs> what a mistake. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> oh, but I would I would have wanted to go. Yeah, like, that would be cool. With, yeah. But you like, need like a passport. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Especially if they didn't have them, but they're like, we don't need them, you know. Uh, so, in return. So uh, she's going to Panama City. Did I say it wrong? <laughs> no, I was. you're good. Okay. And so I wanted to do a story out of there. Um, this is not, mm, let's just say... It involves Panama City, but it's not directly in Panama City. Okay. 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 So, in April of 2004, a teenager, Laura Fletcher, had recently celebrated her 18th birthday. She was in her final months of her senior year of high school, and she was set to graduate as one of the top 10 students in her class. She was an avid painter and a photographer. Um... Laura took advanced uh, advanced art lessons, but her main ambition was to study pre-med at the University of Louisville um, in A. Oh, A? <laughs> I apparently didn't write the oh. state. <laughs> it just says A. <laughs> Maybe it's Alabama or Kentucky. Uh, Alabama Louisville? or... Arkansas or <laughs> starts with an A. Alabama, Alaska, <laughs> Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Cal- yeah. As okay, always. so she could. So she wanted to take pre med and then later attend medical school. Laura's reputation for being responsible and well ex- well extended outside of school hours. Uh, she attended church regularly, and previously, oh, she's a good Christian girl. Yeah, she had been Sorry. a Girl Scout. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, so when her mother's issues led to her losing her job, medical I- health issues, her mom had health issues, and she lost her job Aww. because of it. Laura was like, hey, I will step in and help make money. So she got a part-time, in January of 2004, she got a part-time job at the local McDonald's. Oh, I know. What up? Uh, fast food restaurant. I was so excited. I t- sorry. Little side note. I I went because <laughs> my mom was the one that offered, like, suggested this story to me, and I was like, "Hold up, thank you, it's Candy McDonald's. Bruce gonna <laughs> freak out." <laughs> and I was like, "And it's in Panama City." <laughs> or oh, I love Panama it. City. Yeah. I was so excited. Oh, brings me back. 
Um, so she got a part-time job at the local McDonald's near her home in Mount Washington. So this is not in Panama City yet. Okay. Um, she earned $6.35 an hour. Laura was a reliable employee who was always willing to take extra shifts. So around 4.45 p.m. on February, April 9th, Laura was preparing to head home after finishing an afternoon shift. But before she left, her manager was like, hey, can you stay a little bit longer? There's an employee that's sick and you just need what? You're good. I was going cross-eyed for a second. Oh, um, so her her uh, manager was like, hey, can you stay a little bit longer? Uh, someone called in sick. I just need you to stay long enough until I can find someone to cover this shift. And she's like, heck, yeah, I need the extra money anyways. So she agreed to stay. So the McDonald's employees who worked a double shift or McDonald's employees that work a double shift are given a free meal. Hell, yeah, they are. Um, uh to like you know tie them over so laura took took a short break to wait before returning behind the counter also working that night was a 51 year old donna she was one of the restaurant's assistant managers and donna had just recently started in the last couple months just like laura um so she was like kind of new so the restaurant's phone rang at 4.56 p.m. and Donna answered it. Um, on the other end was a man who identified him as a police officer. Him, he identified himself as a police officer and he said, my name is Off- Officer Scott. Um, he explained that the McDonald's corporate, he had McDonald's corporate on the other line as well as Lisa Siddons, um, the store manager. So he was like, I have corporate on the other line and the store manager on the other line. And he said, I'm calling because a child who had been in the restaurant earlier had her coin purse stolen. And he said the culprit was believed to be one of Donna's employees. And he said he and so he provided a physical description of the suspect. She, the person was young, white, female, petite build and dark hair and was wearing a McDonald's uniform. And. Uh, so Donna was like, oh, that's Laura. Like, no, that's the only other person that would be. Not so, Laura. Yeah, it was Laura. No so, way. Um, even though her work record was exceptional, she fit the description. So Officer Scott waited on the phone while Donna went and found Laura and asked her to go to the manager's office with her. So... Uh, the office was small, cramped. It was small, cramped room, had a tiled floor with a desk and a countertop running alongside the opposite wall. Um, the surfaces were like crowded with computer and various items of stationery. A filing cabinet sat to one side and the boxes were stacked beneath the bench top. Um, there was also a CCTV camera in the corner of the office. So, um, which is good. You know, it's right. good to have. So Donna led Laura into the manager's office before locking the door behind them. She then informed Laura that a police officer had accused her of robbing a customer. And Laura's like, what? Absolutely not. I did I'm not a Girl do Scout. I'm a Girl Scout. Scout's honor. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That is wrong. I have a badge to prove it. Um. So... But, like, in all seriousness, she was like, I did not do this. Like, why would you think that? So, um, 
Officer Scott. Oh, sorry. So um, Donna responded that a police officer had described Laura as the suspect. She's like, well, then how does this officer know exactly what you look like? And so Officer Scott was still on the other, you know, still on the phone. So Donna switched between speaking to him and Laura. Officer Scott informed Donna that Laura had two choices. She could either submit to a search for the stolen purse then and there at the office, or she could wait until an officer came to arrest her and do a search at the police station. Uh, Laura, like, immediately started crying. She's like, what the heck? Yeah, I want to go to the police station. Like, what is going on? Um, But then Donna handed the phone to Laura, who spoke to Officer Scott herself, and Laura ended up agreeing to doing the search on the spot. And I okay. don't know what uh, transpired between the two. I don't know what he said to her, but she eventually just ended up agreeing to do it on the spot. So Officer Scott instructed Donna, uh, who in turn relayed these instructions to Laura. First, Laura was asked to empty her pockets. Um and so she did. After handing over her keys and her cell phone, Laura revealed that there was no stolen purse in her pocket. She's like, look, can I go now? No, it wasn't enough. Officer Scott then suspected that the item was hidden underneath her clothes. So he told her to undress. And mind you, this is over the phone. Officer Scott is doing this over the phone. Okay. Um, by this time, another assistant manager named Kim Dockery arrived to start work. And Kim was set up to replace Donna for the evening shift. Um, But upon discovering what was happening in the manager's office, Kim asked what was going on. She's like, what are you guys doing here? Um, And so eventually Donna, so Laura starts undressing. Donna and Kim like look away. um, And Laura reluctantly removed her McDonald's uniform one piece at a time until she stood in nothing but her underwear. She covered her face and cried while Donna inspected each garment closely. She shook each item out. There was no sign of a stolen person in Laura's clothes. And then the officer was like, well, take off your underwear and surrender (sighs) those too. Because maybe it's in your underwear. So she does. And Laura. 2004? Yeah. That was like the year for like the freaking sequin purses. They ain't going to fit that in there. (laughs) Well, they said it was a child's coin purse. This is all for some kids, like 25 cents. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. I know. So she takes off her underwear, and so she's completely naked now. Donna questioned the plausibility of this, like, accusation against Laura, and Officer Scott made a startling statement. He told Donna that Laura was being investigated for using and dealing drugs as well. Um, And he said police officers were currently searching her family home in nearby Taylorsville. Um, So Laura's clothes and other belongings were being considered drug evidence in or considered evidence in the drug investigation so she wouldn't be able to get them back. Officer Scott, I know, Officer Scott told Donna to place them all inside a bag and leave them in her car so that he could collect them shortly. 
Um, so Donna, that is, this girl should know that that is not correct. Police. I know. Anyway, that is not how police do it. That's not how they're supposed to do it. No. So Donna does this. She goes and puts her clothes in the car. Um, then, uh, Kim Dockery hugged Laura and tried to comfort her stating, uh, if this was happening to my daughter, I would be so mad. Um, so she handed Laura an, an apron, you know, a McDonald's apron, um, so that she could cover herself. As the restaurant was expect, uh, experiencing its peak, like dinner time, Kim returned to the restaurant floor. Donna told Officer Scott that she also needed to get back to work. She, and so he was like, all right, well, we need another employee in here. And he needs to be a male because we need to make sure that, like, she doesn't, like, so if she does anything, like, he can uh, restrain her. So uh, Donna calls over Jason Bradley, a 27-year-old cook. She left him in the office with Laura and the tele- with the telephone and while she went back to her management duties in the restaurant. Laura held the apron against the front of her body as Jason faced away from her and spoke to Officer Scott. Upon learning that Laura was wearing nothing but an apron, Officer Scott told Jason to remove it and describe her body to him. <gasps> yeah, Jason was pissed. He was like, absolutely not. Um, he stormed out of the office and told Donna the entire matter was a lot of BS. Uh, he flatly told her that he wanted no part of it before resuming his work in the kitchen. Good for him. Um, that was like a question mark meow. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> so he's like, this is a bunch of BS. Uh, so in return to his work in the kitchen, Donna didn't understand why Jason was so upset. So she resumed control of the phone. And so at this point, it's been 40 minutes since she answered the phone call with Officer Scott. Donna explained that there was nobody else available to keep over watch, watch to watch over Laura. And so Officer Scott was like, are you married? And Donna's like, <laughs> I'm engaged. Like, what? Why? Why are we? Yeah, why would he need to know that? Yeah. But she's like, I'm engaged. And so he was like, well, if you trust your fiance or do you trust your fiance? She's like, yes. And he said, why don't you ask him to come down here and keep an eye on Laura? And so Laura's like, or Donna's like, okay. So she calls her, her fiance. He comes down to watch over Laura. So Walter Nix Jr. was a 42-year-old father of two who worked as an exterminator. He's a church-going man who coached youth bas- baseball team. Uh, youth baseball team. He was considered an upstanding member of the community. He and Donna had only recently got engaged. Short and so, shortly before 6 p.m., Donna uses her cell phone to call Walter. Walter. She explained that an employee was being investigated for theft and dealing drugs, and when asked if he could help by keeping a watch over her until police arrived, he agreed. I'm Um, so annoyed right now because all these people are stupid. I know. 
I'm sorry, but that is not what a cop would do. I would know that at that age. I know. They should come there and do something and arrest them. I know. Or bring them to the police station. They don't have to do anything. Nope. Not if they're like actually under arrest, right? Right. She's at this point she's not under arrest. She does not have to be detained. Yeah, he's not even there. No. He should be there. And he they should show him his badge. Did he even ask for a badge number? Not that I'm aware oh of. Oh my gosh, I'm so, I'm about to throw my drink. I'm so annoyed right now with how ignorant these people are. Anyway, continue. It gets worse. Um don't worry. Uh so where was I? So Donna walked Walter back to the, back to the management office when he showed up. Um, then left him alone with Laura and the office phone. Laura was crying at this point. She couldn't leave the office despite the despair to do so. Like she wanted. Yes, you can, honey. So. You she can leave. So bad. She wanted to leave so bad. Um, I mentioned this later, but the reason why she doesn't just get up and leave is because she had, she was raised to like respect and obey your authority. And since it's her manager and she doesn't want to get fired, she's just going along with it. I know. I was too, but at the same time, like, you know, something's wrong. I know. So they have cell phones probably. So she had a cell phone. So like, Call your mom. I know. So, well, her mom was sick. I know. So, um. Walter. Yeah. So her only escape from the office would be to run naked through the busy restaurant. Right. That was another thing. Yeah. So she's like, I don't want to do that. So she felt physically intimidated by Walter also, who was a foot taller than her and weighed 230 pounds. So Laura stood with her back against one of the counters. Walter sat on a nearby swivel chair and spoke to Officer Scott, who identified himself as a detective now. He requested that Walter remove Laura's apron and describe her body. Unlike Jason earlier, he began relaying other instruction directions as well. Laura was made to stand on a chair and a desk so that she could be examined closely. Then she was ordered to do jumping jacks to shake loose anything that could be concealed in her body. She was forced to run on the spot until she worked up a sweat and officer Scott said, can you hear that? Yeah. He's great, like hitting the side, going to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the imaginary. Yeah. So then she was ordered to uh, do jumping jacks to shake loose anything that could be concealed in her body. She was forced to run on the spot until she worked up a sweat. And Officer Scott said that this would help determine what kind of drugs she had taken. Um, That's not. No, that's not how it works. He also had her bend over so that. uh. Walter could perform a cavity search on her. After this, Walter handed Laura the phone so she could speak to Officer Scott herself. The officer told Laura that if she wanted to keep her job, then she would need to cooperate. Um, Occasionally, Donna... Girl, 
That job is not worth not it worth at it. all. It's I worked like at McDonald's stuff. and it is not worth that. You do not know. <laughs> um, occasionally Donna or Kim Dockery would enter the office and Walter alerted Officer Scott whenever they he could hear them like coming to the door. Um, in turn, he would tell Walter, Walter to stop what, she, what he was doing, and Walter would throw the apron back to Laura and instruct her to be quiet. So Donna and Kim don't know what Walter is doing to her or making her do. Laura did not tell Donna about the things that she was being forced to do, but each time she saw the manager, she begged to be let go. By 6.50, Laura had been in the office with Walter for almost an hour. Officer Scott demanded demands were becoming increasingly distressing. When Laura failed to address him as sir and continued to ask questions, Walter was ordered to spank her as punishment. <gasps> so he would, like, sit down and he would make her, like, what? Tony. What's your name? Tony. <laughs> so uh, he would sit down on a chair and like have her bend over his thighs like a child, you know, when people would spank. Oh my yeah. God. So demeaning. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this whole thing is, but yes. Yeah. Uh, large red welts appeared on her skin throughout the beatings. Laura begged Walter to stop. She was like, you don't need to do this. Um. And she's like, these are ridiculous orders. I don't know why you're doing this to me. Um, but that just made him, like, hit her harder. Um, the beatings concluded at, uh, concluded at about 7.05. Um, several minutes later, Donna returned to the office. Um, Walter was seated, and Laura was standing in with her back to the count corner nearest the computer. She had the apron covering her. When Donna had moved closer to get something, Laura quietly begged, please just let me get out of here. Please, please, please. Um, I didn't do anything wrong. Please believe me. She asked to call the cops directly. She was like, can we call the police, please? Thank and, you. um, but she was told that they were still waiting for an officer to arrive. So they just ignored her. Donna then left the office. Walter and Laura were left alone again. Officer Scott resumed his instructions. He told Walter to have Laura sit on his lap and give him a kiss so that he could smell anything that might be on her breath. Ew. So what Laura, pervert. I know. So Laura went numb and felt as though her soul was leaving her body. Just before 7.30 p.m., Officer Scott demanded that Laura remove Walter's pants and perform oral sex on him. Oh, my gosh. And she pleaded with Walter. She was like, please, no, I, I didn't do anything wrong. This is ridiculous. Walter threatened to hit her again if she didn't do as the officer ordered. Ooh, Donna, you need to check in on your fiancé because <laughs> right? he's a... So Laura was sexually assaulted again. Just over 10 minutes later at 7.52 p.m. And mind you, we know exactly what time all this happened because of the CCTV. The, I know. I was going to ask about the camera. Yeah. So just over 10 minutes later at 7.52 p.m., Donna re-entered the office to fetch some gift certificates. Laura was again crying in the corner and Walter was standing. 
As Officer Scott directed, he handed the phone back to Donna. Walter then left the restaurant and got in his car and drove home. Uh, once inside his house, he called a friend and he said, I have done something bad. I have done something bad. So he knew what he did was wrong. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Donna was following Officer Scott's directions to find someone to replace Walter in the manager's office. She selected 58-year-old maintenance worker Thomas Sims. He actually wasn't on the, what is that called? Schedule. Schedule that day, but he had stopped by the restaurant to have coffee and a dessert. Um, Donna asked Thomas to accompany her to the back office. Laura was inside attempting to conceal her naked body with a small apron. Thomas was shocked, took the phone, and Donna, or sh shocked, Thomas took the phone, and then Donna left him alone with Laura. He was like, what am I seeing? What is this going, what's going on? Officer Scott then ordered Thomas to remove Laura's apron and describe her body. Um, he also asked repeatedly what Laura was doing with her hands, and Thomas refused to comply and instead left to find Donna. So he told her what the caller was asking him to do and stated something is not right about this. Thomas demanded that Laura's clothes be returned to her that someone, and that someone call the police. Stunned by what Thomas had told her, Donna called the store manager, Lisa Siddons. Mind you, Lisa was supposed to be on the other line. Call the damn police. Yeah, so Officer Scott had been claiming that Lisa was on the other line this entire time, right? That's true. Corporate. Lisa answered. Oh, and, the, and corporate. Yeah, Lisa answered the phone. She sounded tired. She had no idea what, what, what Donna was referring to and explained that she had been in bed sleeping. Donna began destroy. Donna became destroyed and was begging Laura for forgiveness, like right away. Um, confused and concerned, Lisa headed to the restaurant. Once Donna realized that she had been duped, the caller duped the caller pretending to be Officer Scott hung up. Laura. Her whole ordeal last, lasted almost three hours. She was freezing cold, trembling in shock, and she asked whether or not she still needed to go to work for her shift the next that day. Poor baby. Kim, the other assistant manager, was like, no, honey, take as much time as you need. Um, she was given her clothes and allowed to dress. Meanwhile, Lisa and some of the restaurant and other employees arrived at the scene. The panicked McDonald's workers gathered in the man manager's office. And after discussing the matter amongst themselves, they called the police at 9 p.m. The police should have been called first. Long ago. Yes. Yeah. As the Mount Washington police station was only about a quarter mile away, officers arrived in just about five minutes. So I'm almost done. So in 2004, Mount Washington had a population of about 8,500 people. Um, so the police department was small um, with just 16 officers on staff. Buddy Stump was the department's only detective. I just love his name. Stump. <laughs> detective Stump. Are you stumped again? Um, he had only been on the job for several weeks when the call came through from the nearby McDonald's. He was the first of his colleagues to arrive at the restaurant and to listen in 
and listened in disbelief as what, you know, what was being told to him. Uh, the CCTV camera in the manager's office captured Laura's entire ordeal. The footage enraged the detective. He was. Did it get the sound or is it just the, the video? Sound and video. Okay. He suspected the print call was made from a payphone within sight of the McDonald's building so that the perpetrator could watch the fallout happen. Because, like, what's <sighs> what are you getting from it, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Or, like, in the in the restaurant but yeah so the suspected uh washington police chief decided to type the words mcdonald's strip search into google and to his and his detective surprise the search resulted in hundreds of hits similar phone calls have been made throughout the united states what and that's where I'm going to leave us for tonight. Today, this is a three-parter, so I will share more next week and then the week after. Okay. Clearly, we're going to touch on Panama City at some point. Some point. Oh man, this is a, so, you said that was in 2004. Oh man, I want to look 2004. It up. Don't look it up. I won't. I won't because it sounds kind of familiar. But also, I know I, I was, was like doing the math. I was, I was like, I was like, okay, I would have been 14. So Brie was not old enough. Yeah. No, <laughs> I started working at McDonald's in like 2000, but you might've heard of it. Eight, 10, probably 2011. 10. I think it was like 2010 you or 2011. You have heard about it. Yeah. So it may have been joked about. Yeah. But I do remember our break room. We had a really nice break. We had a really nice McDonald's because right after like I started working there, they like completely renovated it. But we had like this really nice big leather couch in it, Ooh. and TV, and like marble counters and a table, <laughs> and it had a camera. So I wonder if that's like why they. Well, I mean that's not why they put cameras in there. They put cameras in there so they know employees aren't up to no good or whatever. But Man. Yeah. That's interesting. Huh. I am excited for next week now, damn it. Sons of bitches. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's a Netflix documentary for those that don't want to wait, which I think you should wait because there's a Netflix documentary called Don't Pick Up the Phone. It's all about this. It's all about this. Oh, shit. I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. Wait, okay. wait. Big Mac. Big Mac. I need a double cheeseburger and hold the lettuce. Don't be front and side. No suits on the bun. We be up in this drive through order for two. I got some cream for and I'm not like my shit. We need some chicken up in here in this dizzle for rizzle my nizzle. Extra stuff on the frizzle. Dr. Pepper, my brother. Another for your mother. Double, double, super size. And don't forget the fries. Crispy. <laughs> boots and cats <laughs> that's what you do if you don't know how to beatbox I know. <laughs> dude i love that story i'm so excited to hear next week uh, <laughs> oh sam uh, how would you not know i know oh I'm my gosh very, so when i was talking to my mom about it it was okay so not to most of the people at McDonald's are either young 
or yeah, that's older, that's the only thing I can think of is that they're all babies. Yeah, but like the office managers, maybe they didn't like have a high IQ, so they don't understand. You know what I mean? They're not. St- Come on, though. I know. I mean, the stress of like your store, like getting super busy and like wanting yeah. to like, having to have like multiple, and then like the fact that they were short staffed. So like maybe that was what was going on, and they weren't like really putting two and two together because they have like so much going on. But at the same time, like. Uh, are we going to revisit Donna's hu- or fiance? Yes. Good. Because he's a douchebag. Walter. Yeah. Stupid. So All right. Dumb. Well, I will tell you my story. Okay. And you can tell me your, the rest of your story when we're done. Anyway. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> I worked so, so hard on this story. I'm, I'm so excited. Okay. Um, so I bounced through a couple stories this week. It was one of those weeks. Yeah. Um, I finally stumbled upon this one. I thought it was going to be super boring. And it wasn't? It's, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Okay. Uh, so this is the Red Lion Inn in <gasps> Stockbridge, Massachusetts. I love the Red Lion Inn. You do? Yeah, there's one here in town. Oh, okay. This one is in Massachusetts. Though. I don't think it is. It's definitely oh. not. It's just named Red Lion Inn. Yeah. There's also um, a, I did another one on the, was it the Stone Lion? I think that was my, ha- another haunted one that I did. I don't know. There are all kinds of lions out there. Things. What? You do a lot of haunted I do things. do a lot of haunted things. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. <laughs> so weird. All right. So uh, the Red Lion Inn is in Stockbridge, Massachusetts, operating with high spirits originally. Oh. In okay. 1773, it was originally a tavern. Spirits, get it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're so silly. <laughs> it was uh, uh, opened by a Silas Papoon. I love his name. <laughs> Papoon. <laughs> Papoon. However, um, that area in that period started getting, like, lots of traffic, Um and from people going between Boston and Albany. So um, lots of people were just stopping in. And so it ended up being used as an inn instead of a tavern. And um, it ended up being like the area's main communal meeting place. Right. Um, The hotel was around for some major events. Uh, During the American Revolutionary Era, many citizens would gather here to protest, and soldiers affiliated with the Continental Army visited the inn when fighting. Um, After a few other owners, obviously it's been through a lot of history. Um, After a few other owners in 1873, a Charles H. Plum, or Plume, I think That name sounds familiar. Charles H. Plum sounds like like a... uh, like, you've done a story with him in it before. Maybe. Charles is a pretty common name for that time. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Sounds kind of like a uh, a clue name to me. Charles Plum. Yeah. Maybe that's he was, why. He was caught in the library with a mm-hmm. candlestick. <laughs> um, <laughs> he purchased the inn, him and his family, and they renamed it the Stockbridge House. And they set out to put a new face on it. They added additions to hold so that it could hold more guests. Um, they brought in antique colonial decorations and furniture. Uh, a lot of it was found by his wife. And then 
like at this point, the Red Line Inn was now holding the capacity of a hundred guests. So Darn. they they were they were booming business pretty well. Yeah. However, um, until 1896, a fire came through the hotel, ruining the whole structure of the building. Um, but this did not stop the family. They were able to rebuild and repair the building in just a matter of months and reopened it the following spring. So, like, they really liked this business. They liked the hotel. Yeah. They had a lot of heart in it, a lot of hard work. Right. Uh over the years, the hotel had seen many guests, many of them well-known throughout history, such as Nathaniel Hawthorne. He was a writer, a poet, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. I like that hey, name. Um, and basically, <laughs> Longfellow deeds. Um, basically, all the president, presidents who had been president, um, except for, I think, all number All the presidents four. that have been president. Any president well, think, in that in those period of times who had been the presidents that have been presidented, <laughs> presidented. That's what it you was said. like George Washington. The, I every single president that had been a president since then, for, for throughout the think American of, history. But think because about this that. was before the all the presidents <laughs> at that time. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? All of the presidents have been president because <laughs> who else would be president? I mean, I think that they still refer to presidents as president after they're presidents. Yeah, too. they do. I know it was weird. Sorry. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it. Presidents who have been presidented. Okay. What else would they have, they have been? been the Who presidents have been presented a presidential president C. Anyway, super tongue twister. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> All right. So um, of those presidents, uh-huh. it included one that we really like. <gasps> Teddy. Teddy. Um, oh, man. You know what that made me think of? I saw I saw a video or a post recently, and it was like historic. Maybe it was in a movie. It was they were like historical figures. If you or maybe you asked me, I don't know if you could be or if you could have the hots for in a historical figure, who would it be? Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> like no looks, just like who they are. I think Teddy Roosevelt. That guy has been everywhere. He's so cool. He's been everywhere. He's so well-traveled. And he did so many good things for our national parks. He did. He did. And he just makes me think of Robin Williams because of that that National Museum of History movie. I, you know, if a lot of people would probably say Obama because of the looks, because he was a handsome guy, but... He, he Teddy was. is where he's at. Teddy. He was. My man. He was here for the birth of our country. So, you know, kind of. I think that was Washington. Not quite. <laughs> it, oh, yeah, for sure. I'm just saying, like, he was there from, like, pretty early on. <laughs> That's true. That's true. The stories he could tell. The stories. <laughs> okay. So, uh, one of the prior doormen at the hotel, Mr. James O'Brien, recalled in September of 1909 when Roosevelt's carriage was traveling and it was hit. The president was not injured. However, his one of his secret service men were killed. Like, oh, I just no. can imagine getting into a carriage wreck. That sounds very so slow. slow. And also, like, all I can think of is like 
splinters everywhere <laughs> because I don't know. Yeah. Were they all wooden? They probably weren't all wooden. I don't know. But they were probably metal. They were metal. Wreck? They were metal. How, how do you get in a carriage wreck? Yeah. How like, do you get the into horses a not watching where they're going? Was the handle? Maybe not they turn too was... fast and they slid. There, and... Is there another one involved? No. Did the horses get spooked? Yeah. I could just picture like the news. <laughs> a head-on collision with two carriages. Because <laughs> like, where do the horses go? Do they go to the yes. side and then the carriages? Yes, collide? it's so awkward. Like I don't understand. Had, I can you... only just picture like the the carriage actually flipping over or something. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's during a turn. So he ended up getting going We're to speeding. the. <laughs> for... <laughs> Sorry, no, it's okay. I I thought about this for a while as well, so it's okay. <laughs> I was like, how us. how does that even what? Uh... <laughs> okay, go ahead. So glad I'm making you laugh. Um, so yeah, uh, he was involved in a carriage accident, and uh, he ended up staying at the hotel. And I guess the doorman recalled it and like expressed his regrets for his oh. service, secret service member, and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, so the family owned the hotel for ninety years until wow. the ownership was put into some distant relatives' hands. Uh, the Treadwell mm. family. And then later to some real estate developers, Jack and Jane Fitzpatrick in 1968. Uh, Those two renovated and restored the inn and changed its name back to to the Red Lion. Love that. Let's get on to the paranormal. Uh, Like all hotels, there's probably natural death there. People probably died in their sleep. Maybe some suicides. I'm not sure. Um, I didn't get anything that was pointed out to me. I'm sure the hotel didn't always talk about it in the newspapers. So. Right. Hey, come stay with us. There's dead people here. (laughs) We have had 15 suicides in the last two months. (laughs) Sounds like the say so. So from what I've read, a lot of the action happens on the fourth floor. Um, But other stuff says otherwise. I don't know. You'll you'll hear. So reports from staff and guests uh, have been put in of seeing a young girl carrying flowers on the fourth floor. Uh, there have been reports of seeing a man in a top hat on the fourth floor. Was it, was it Abraham? <laughs> it was, it was, you said uh, all the, you said all the presidents that have been that was 14 up until number four, dude. No, and I said a couple after there was a couple afterwards too. I know. Wait, hold Wait, on. Which one was Roosevelt? Ah, oh, damn it. We're going to look stupid hey, again. Google. Hey Google. What number was Teddy Roosevelt president? Theodore Roosevelt was president number 26. 26. Bullshit. Well, it had seen many so very well could have seen Abraham Lincoln. He was number 18. 14. Hey, Google, what number president was Abraham Lincoln? Abraham Lincoln was president number 16. 16? 16. <laughs> We've had this discussion before. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say this. I'm so sorry, Cody, because he's already told us about this before. We've had this conversation. <laughs> he's like, stop being dumb. 
<laughs> it's not hard. We're not an educational podcast. Okay. You're We're not. here for a good time. No. Whatever. Not a long time. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Um, guests have also reported feeling their sheets move specifically no. in room number 301. Yeah. People have reported being touched while sleeping. Uh Guests have heard someone walking around in the room. Lights have okay. been known to flicker. Figures in colonial period clothing have been seen. Um, okay. People have ha experienced sleep paralysis. Guests have woken up to I the feeling like of a presence in the room. I don't like that one either. Um, disembodied footsteps have been heard in the halls. There are cold spots. Toilets unweirdly flush on their own. That's really handy. Um, it, doors it is. It is. <laughs> doors can open and close on their own and shadow figures have been seen and unexplained knocks. I'm sure there's more, but I don't like that. let's get on to the most Yelp reviews that I've ever found on a place. We haven't done those in a while. What? Yelp. I'm scared reviews. All right. So this place, I was afraid that I couldn't find enough stuff on, but then I saw something about what is with all these Yelp, haunted Yelp reviews about this hotel. And I'm like, oh shit, I found like 10 of them. So Whoa. it's going to be a hot minute. <clears throat> I'm here for it. All right. First one is from a dream one, nine, two, nine, three. And it says haunted hotel. And they Question gave mark? only two stars. <laughs> oh, I'm Ron Burgundy. Wait, 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 okay. wait, 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 wait. Before wait, wait, wait. you, before you do these, is it advertised that it's haunted? Um, I believe in their in their thing. It says they they like they don't hold it back that they're not haunted or that they're haunted. Do they they're, do? Yeah. Do, are you gonna get into like? Are there tours? I don't think there are. I didn't see okay. any advertised. Okay. okay. All right. Go ahead. There definitely aren't. Okay. All right. So um, this review says, I only wish I read TripAdvisor before checking into the Red Lion Inn. In August of 2005, I was staying there on a business trip. By chance, out of 21 people in our group, I was given room 301. Oh, no. A room that another person had written about on this site almost a year to the day prior. In the middle of the night, on three different occasions, I woke up to feeling my toes being tugged and someone no! scratching my hand. I also felt as if someone or something was under the covers with me at one point. Ew. No! Is this Walter? Is this Walter? <laughs> <laughs> then at 9 a.m. in the morning, I woke up when I heard the maid knocking at the door. She opened the room with the Ew, key, no. walked in, and headed for the bathroom. I heard the footsteps come out of the bathroom and stop by the bed. Then suddenly, it felt as though something was fluffing up the comforter, as if trying to make the bed on the left-hand side. What? As hard as I tried, I could not move, and I could not speak. When I looked up, I realized that I was in the room alone. No one had been there. There was much more to this story, but there's too much detail to write in all in here. Let's just say it was one of the most unusual and scary experiences in my life. When I got home, I did some more research on the Red Lion Inn. I discovered that on August 31st, 1896, the property was destroyed in a fire. My visit was in August of 2005. 
the other patron who wrote a similar review on this site dated it in August of 2004, and they were also checked into the room of 301. Uh, if you ask me, that's more than just a coincidence. I would love to hear from anyone else who had a similar story. If you do, please write it here. I wonder if uh, the, like, it sounds like maybe a maid died in the fire. I don't know. Cause like uh, all it said, like even on most of the sites, it said that the hotel was destroyed and it didn't say how it was destroyed. But then I found on Wikipedia, it said that it had burned down. So I was like, I'm going to assume it was a fire. So uh, it didn't, yeah. didn't say about any casualties or anything. So, but I'm sure hmm. there were, cause yeah. I mean, it's a fire and a whole entire building. And it said the structure was damaged. So I'm like, could have fallen on someone. Someone could have gotten yeah. trapped. Can um, you imagine right. someone pulling on your toes? Oh my god, I know that's I knew you were gonna freak out of that part. That was the part that I was like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> but you know so this so we used to live in an in an apartment, a very tiny apartment growing uh -huh. up, and I slept on the couch most times. And my sister would come and wake me up, and she would come and pull on my toes and crack my toes to wake me up. Ah, why would she do that? <laughs> it worked eventually. I was a really hard sleeper. Okay. <laughs> the next one, I just picture, pictured that. <laughs> so the next one is from a Toby. And he says, so unique and quirky, maybe haunted. And then he gave it four why stars. Why is all question marks? <laughs> haunted? I don't know. Haunted? That or your staff is really weird. Uh, Very questionable haunting here. Did they suck on my toes last night? Free! <laughs> Gross. <laughs> All right. So I took out the first part of his review because it was about the hotel, yada, yada, good food, great. Right. All right. So that. it says, now onto the spooky stuff. I don't believe in ghosts. However, I will say on our last night at around 3 a.m. I woke up seeing a shadowy figure standing in the space just outside the bathroom. I turned away and decided I was being insane. I was then woken okay. around an hour later by the feeling of someone holding my hand. Only issue being that my hand was hanging off the side of the bed into nothing. <gasps> I found out no! the best day that room, I found out the best day that room 301 has a bit of notoriety, notoriety for the paranormal and we were in 201. So maybe the spirits just got bored and floated downstairs for the evening. Now, tell me where else can you get that kind of entertainment? <laughs> I could list off quite a few. They had a good attitude. <laughs> But, All but, right. but, 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 but it's holding its hand. I know. It's hand. I know. It's so, it's always, oh, you just wait. Just wait. Okay. This next one is from a Taylor D and it says room 232, add it to the haunted rooms list. And All they right. gave it five stars. I appreciate that. All right. This one's kind of long. I would like to first say the Red Lion Inn is both beautiful and historic. I would highly recommend the inn for a relaxing weekend away, but the real reason I am here is to share my ghostly encounter. I was not the one to book the stay, so I had no re I had not read any reviews prior to my trip. Before returning to our room for the night, my boyfriend and I decided we wanted to check out the other the other floors. Every inch of the inn features something antique/historic 
and we wanted to feel like we saw it all. Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. cool. So it's like stepping back in time. <clears throat> yeah. We were staying on the second floor, room 232. Upon arriving on the fourth floor to explore, I was immediately creeped out. I wouldn't let my boyfriend walk ahead or behind me. I felt uneasy and insisted he stay by my side. I don't typically scare easily, but something about this floor just gave me the chills. Upon returning to the cozy room, I was exhausted and had already forgotten about the eeriness of the fourth floor. In the middle of the night, I woke up in a dream. It, I was in the hotel bed. But there was a woman with long brown hair and a colonial style nightgown pushing down on my chest. What? I've never had a history of sleep paralysis. This is my first. A little while later, I felt what I was assuming was the same woman grabbing my feet. At this what? point, I was very much awake. I woke up my boyfriend and asked that he turn the lights on and keep them on for the remainder of the night. This all happened at about 2 a.m. when I woke in the morning, I decided to do a quick Google of if anyone else has had ghostly activity on them in the end, only to discover it makes nearly every most haunted um, haunted in America list, all of Whoa. which mentioned the fourth floor being paranormal a paranormal hub, hub spot. That's so crazy. I know. <laughs> Pulling on the feet. It's like, this ghost has got a serious foot fetish. It sure does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This next one is from IMT68. And it says, like living in a dollhouse with what? ghosts. Oh, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Five stars. In addition, for those of you ghost hunters out there, we have had we had an encounter while standing in the queen bedroom, the armoire door slowly opened. <gasps> there was no breeze or anything. No. We shut it, and my friend felt a cold breath on her face. Ew! <laughs> no! I said, if you are here, please open the armoire again. And the toilet flushed. Oh. We all turned around to see how that happened. And when we turned back around, the armoire was wide open again. No. We had a few other little experiences during the night, but not all, not at all scary. Just seemed like it was saying hello. I mean, I respect that. That one's pretty harmless. Yeah. All right. This one is from a scam. Um, and it says a very unique and welcoming experience. Gave five stars. Most especially when I saw that lady at the end of the hall. Oh, this is the ending part of their review. Most oh, okay. especially when I saw that lady at the end of the hallway on the third floor, primping, oblivious of her surroundings, as if she was looking in front of a mirror wearing an 1800s dress with hair fashion not of our era. As I left the room where the ice was, I glanced at the same end of the hallway only to see a man carrying his luggage on his way out. I found out that the end of the hallway was not a room, no. but another hall where the other rooms are. The lady was also gone when I went to check when I went to check the uh, the said place, there also was no mirror where I thought she was looking at. Well, she looked a lot, or she looked like a happy ghost. Oh. Yeah, I guess, yeah. She's just a happy ghost. She's just checking her makeup, powdering her nose. Powdering her nose, because I'm a happy ghost. I'm a happy ghost. I'm a happy 
happy, happy, happy. Anyway, uh, this one is from <laughs> Sly Fox Travels, and it says, beautiful but haunted, hard to sleep at night. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That's kind of annoying. I get it. Are you talking about me? Because, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I am beautiful. <laughs> I am haunted. And I also have a hard time hard to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> they gave it four stars. Still pretty high stars. Yeah. Um, just wrapped my stay at the O'Brien house. Because I think there's like different, there's a separate house of it or a different. There's multiple buildings. I think there's two buildings. Like different So I'm towers. assuming one of them is called O'Brien House. I don't know. Okay. Um, just wrapped my stay at the O'Brien House where I stayed in room number two. As soon as I got into the room, I felt a very spooky, ominous vibe as if someone was watching me. I had trouble falling asleep and woke up several times each night, which I normally don't do. Usually I sleep through the night and am difficult to wake up. One night, okay. I woke up because I felt something cold touching my leg, and another night, I woke up and saw something white and transparent move across the room. That's it always, Casper. That's Casper. It always felt like someone was watching me from the foot of my bed. I realize this sounds really nuts, but anyone who has been into this inn can attest it's creepy. I traveled here with a large team... And everyone felt spooked. The majority of my coworkers opted to sleep with the lights and TVs on. <laughs> one of my colleagues also stayed in the O'Brien house in room number one and experienced lights turning on and off repeatedly on several occasions. I'm freaked out just thinking about this place in the broad daylight. And yet they gave it four stars. So that's pretty good. I I have something to tell you, bud. Um, no one else has experienced any other haunting <laughs> in this. It is just you. You are the crazy one. You You're nuts. are the crazy one. <laughs> All right. Uh, this one's from Karen, and it says, haunted and not in a fun way. <laughs> I know. I love the titles. <laughs> I was like, that's good. Karen. That's perfect. Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Because you know you how they to... have a fun way for hauntings, but this is the not fun way. This I would not recommend. Not <laughs> of course, Karen. Said Karen that. gave it two stars, so Karen. I don't think Karen's very happy. <laughs> um, if you want to sleep on a lumpy mattress and get woken up every four minutes by some annoying guy in a hat tickling and touching you, room 301 is your place. The occupant there is very pushy and likes to travel home with you, too. You can have him back. Really. <laughs> I know. I legit. I laughed out loud when I read that one. <laughs> Karen, I have bad news for you. The haunt, the ghost did not want to follow you home because you were terrible as it is. It is your spouse who is doing this to you because he knows how upset it gets you. Karen. You're making my head hurt. I know. Mine hurts too. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm almost Karen. done. I've got three more short ones. Okay. okay. All right. Daydream 4509 with two stars said, Ghosts? I do believe that I had some encounter, count, encounter 
Okay. She got my tonsils. <laughs> Mike Tyson. I do believe I had some encounter with something during the night in room 301. I had a feeling that something was touching my head, then lightly rubbing my cheek. Later, I felt the sheet tug twice, then a pause, then another two tugs. My wife said it wasn't her. Could be I was dreaming. Could All be. Right. Next one is Saw Ghost. Four stars. I'm glad oh, to read no. other reviews and hear that I am not crazy. My wife and I were staying at the Red Lion for a wedding along with about 60 other guests. To defer the cost, wow. we stayed in a room with another couple. My wife and I brought along an arrow bed. I kept on getting woken up all night and the covers were being pulled. I was awake lying on my stomach and had an eerie feeling that something was looking at me. I turned around and saw a man dressed in a top hat and uh, an oh olden day gosh. attire. He then disappeared and turned into white mist. That sounds like the same guy that was bothering Karen. Yeah. <laughs> so, therefore, he did not go home with Karen. He did like not go home. Karen, you need to get over yourself. The top hat not guy every... does not want you. Nobody wants to be with you, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> not even in the afterlife <laughs> not even in the afterlife all right uh ghosts four Again, stars why so, another why ghost are there so many question marks why why are <laughs> okay, we questioning this, okay things? let me correct that this one is there's no punctuation it's all caps ghost ghost <laughs> sorry okay all i right. appreciate that more Used to work at the Red Lion Inn as a housekeeper, and I too believe the fourth floor is haunted. I would be up there all by myself and would always feel as though someone was watching me. There were talks among the other housekeepers of ghosts. I always used to do turn down service and would catch myself running down the halls because I was scared. Same. I would do the same. Yeah. <laughs> you know how like you're it's in like the dark in your house or something like that and you have to go get something down the stairs you or have something. To run. And you're like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I still gonna do get that me. As an adult. I do too. <laughs> Especially when I'm coming <laughs> from downstairs. Yes. Why? Why kitchen. do we I, do that? You just feel like something's watching you sometimes. Do you do you ever like you know you're going to run, but then you're like, nah. Yeah, I'm a brave I, person. I'm, I'm, I'm not brave. scared. I'm and brave. So you, yeah. You, you like slowly walk to show show the monsters that you're yep. boss. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But you're um, you're definitely still scared. I'm definitely the less of the chicken between me and Josh. So like when coming out with stuff like that, Josh like I'm always like, 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 oh my god, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I like I try to like be tough and like because yeah. you know I got like the pit bull like short yeah, stature yeah, yeah. syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta prove myself, man. Yeah, you do. I ain't scared of no it. ghost. <laughs> All right. Okay. As of today, the Red Line Inn is known for its charming, quaint feeling to many guests that stay there. Some even find a new friend that just pop in their room, open doors, oh. flushing toilets, and tugs on your toes. Mm, love that. And that's the Red Line Inn in Stockbridge, was, Massachusetts. That was really good. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> I loved all those Yelp reviews. Okay, they weren't all from Yelp, but yeah. You know, yeah, none, I don't those think are any of them fun. Are. Yeah, I, I, I loved Karen's. <laughs> Karen, uh, 
Why'd your name have to be Karen? I know. Why was it so perfect? It was so perfect. You're like, like it almost makes me Karen. wonder if you were like you wanted to post anonymously, so you're like, I have to pick a name that I know everybody's gonna hate, so I'm just gonna go ahead and go with it. That Let's just it. get into this complaint and put my name as Karen. Yeah, that could be it too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Also, did right. you notice my name? Gobbler the stripper. Gobbles the stripper. <laughs> so so every week, okay, guys, we have We've been having issues with the video stuff lately, um, but every week this website asks us for like a name to put in and, you know, normal people will probably just put their real name, but me and Amy always put some like cl- clever name. Well, yeah. whenever I get into it, I'm always feeling like I'm in a rush. So I always think of something like really last minute. So I was like, "Ooh, it's Thanksgiving gobbles the stripper. And then as I did it, I realized that sounds extra dirty because it's... <laughs> But that's a perfect stripper stripper name for Thanksgiving. Sure is. Gobbles. My, yeah. Uh, my name this week is Grimace. And that from, is also perfect. Yeah. From McDonald's. Did you try okay. the Grimace shake? No, but I saw you guys did. It was gross. Yeah, that's what you it said. It tasted very artificial. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, excuse me. Tony's laying on alice's bed with one leg up like he was cleaning himself and he's just like staring he's just staring at me though (laughs) (laughs) see if i can cat porn (laughs) (laughs) i can't clearly see him but i can see him (laughs) tony stop it Okay, so this is from Reddit. It says, FBI raided my neighbor to the left and the neighbor on the right. And the neighbor on the right came over asking if I could give him clean urine so he wouldn't get fired at work. He also bragged about being a bank robber in Reno. I tried to look it up, but I didn't find anything. I was just wondering why he would say or do these things. LOL. Definitely don't live in that neighborhood anymore. Oh, um... You you did they did they give did you say they gave them their pee? Or they no, asked for their he pee? Asked, yeah. Oh yeah, that's um that's a flag. That's that <laughs> is a flag. All all of the above is a flag. And then and the neighbor on the other side was raided by the FBI, so Oh that's that's uh sounds like a nice neighborhood. Glad you, you might want to find a new that. house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you did. <laughs> sounds rough. <laughs> Um, sorry it was such a long episode, you guys, but it was really good. Yeah, it was worth it. And make sure you tune in next week for our episodes. And, um, also, uh, also, uh, a little bit of an announcement. Um, since Amy's story is a three-parter, she's ruining hometown horrors this month. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hardcore eye roll. Um, so we are going to reschedule our hometown horrors. I wasn't rolling my eyes. I was just looking up. Shut up. <laughs> I think the next episode would be a hometown horrors. So yeah, just we'll do it when we do it. Whatever. Yeah. Don't get Stop off our backs. Complaining. Shut up. Stop. Also send in your hometown words. Yeah, please send those in. And also um, send in any suggestions on stories that you guys might want us to do or touch on. Um, yeah. Like I said earlier in an announcement on social media this week that like, 
you know, we don't like to do the big stories. We don't, tr- mm-hmm. we try to save those for like special occasions or for like last minute because like Ted Bundy has been overdone. So done. Um, even though I really still want to hear Amy do it. Um, but we like to do the non-common story or the not as common stories. So like if you had the Scranton Strangler, um, yeah. tell us about it. Or Please. if there was like an abandoned hospital that you've heard is, you know, covered in asbestos and ghosts let us know we want to know. know there's asbestos uh, asbestos 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 septus i would like to say no i would like to say that um my uh, i have a spiked coffee right now so you know um i'm gonna Ooh, blame yummy. that um so we we will like we do do the big ones every now and then um like Bree said so um you know that's cool i had something else i was gonna say but i forgot <laughs> that's cool <laughs> send in your suggestions send in your stories uh check out our website what's with the neighbors.com everything's on there also i am working on a christmas shirt for this season anyway that's all okay bye have you checked in on oh. the neighbors lately? <laughs> What's with the neighbors? Brian, Amy, out, out. What's with the neighbors? They had comps for us. Don't get dead. I need a double cheeseburger, red. Hold the lettuce. Don't be fronting sudden. No seeds on the bone. We be up in this drive through for order for two. I guess I grab them for and I'm a not like my shoe. We need some chicken up in here. In this dizzle for rizzle, my nizzle. Extra salt on the frizzle. Dr. Pepper, my brother. Another for your mother. Double, double, super size. And don't forget the fries. Crispy. Crispy. Have a mictastic day. Goodbye. Goodbye, baby. Goodbye. Betty.